0: Hey there, this is Jacob Osborne on the campus of Huntington University. You're listening to Rooted. Make sure you subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. You can also catch us every Thursday evening, at 7 on 1055 WQHU. And as always, you can stream Forster Radio anytime, anywhere on ForsterRadio.com or through the Radio FX app. Today I'm sitting down with Eric Getters. So, Eric, where did you go to college?
1: Well, are we talking about the time I actually graduated or the first couple? Well, well, you know, I'll ignore the first couple. Okay. (laughs) We'll ignore the first couple. Uh, Long story short, I ended up at Huntington University, uh, which I really loved the school here. And it was at a time when I was ready for college as well. Earlier, I don't think I was quite ready. But uh, I came to Huntington, and I initially was going to be a digital animation major. That's what I came in to do. But there was a scheduling conflict with one of the classes, and I was going to either have to – drop an animation class or drop five other classes that I had scheduled to make that animation class work. So I figured, you know, I'll take the animation class next semester, picked up a radio class to take its place. And I, I loved it. And probably what, within maybe a few weeks, I had switched my major to broadcasting, graduated with a broadcasting major, I was, you know, station manager here for a couple of years. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, it was a great experience. I, you know, it's good.
0: That's cool. Um, What did you do after college?
1: So what I did after college was actually affected by what I did in college. So I had an internship at WAVA. It's a Christian teaching and talk station out in Washington, D.C. And during that internship, uh, I had an intern supervisor. Her name was Danielle. Uh, Her name probably still is Danielle. In fact, I know it's still Danielle because uh, after I was there, we started dating, long distance, and uh, we're married now, so I moved out there. That was one of the reasons I moved out there was, uh, you know, to see if this thing with Daniel and I would work. You did it for the girl. I did it for the girl, but also it was a great job. I, well, you know, rewind a little bit. I actually went for a 12-hour-a-week job. A lot of people aren't willing to move across the country for 12 hours a week, uh, and I was struggling with it and whether it was the right thing to do or not, and... Dale Gurkey, who is an adjunct teacher here on campus, I asked his advice, and he basically told me, you're not married right now, you don't have any kids, you don't have anything tying you down, go for it. You know why? this is the time in life to try crazy stuff. So I said, fine, all right. So I moved out there for a -a 12-hour-a-week job. And just as, you know, I started going through savings because you can't live off of 12 hours a week. Nobody can. And just as I was getting to a point, where I thought, you know, I'm not going to be able to keep going any longer. I was praying a lot about it, thinking I'd have to move back to Huntington. And legitimately, right when I was running out of money, that's when a full-time position opened up at the station. I applied, and I was able to get that. And I felt that was a confirmation from God that I was in the right place, that he was going to take care of me, but he needed me to take that leap of faith for that 12 hour week job. Fast forward a little bit longer. Uh, I was there for several years, and then we moved to Chicago. I still worked for the same parent company, Salem Communications. Uh, They own a bunch of stations across the country. But this time I was working for WIND, and instead of Christian teaching and talk, we moved into political talk, which I have a passion for politics, or at least I used to, and we can get into it. (laughs) I've had a passion for politics. I I do care about politics. I have my own views, all that kind of stuff. and So it was really exciting to me because my goal was to either be a a production director— at a radio station or to be The executive producer of a nationally Syndicated radio show And that's what that turned into eventually The host I was with Eventually we did go syndicated On 80, 90 stations across the country And that's yeah cool. So that it was, it was really great but you know I'm back in Huntington we can talk about that too Right but, uh,
0: yeah. what's, it, what's it like to be back in Huntington After <laughs> all those years You know it's,
1: it's weird Because I left Huntington and I, my wife, I don't know that she's the biggest fan of small. At least she wasn't initially. But over time, you know, it just made sense. We got to a point where like, we want to be closer to family. We want to be, you know, in, in a place where we can have, because we have a son now. We want to be in a place where if he's sick, you know, we know that people can help out. And, you know, a place that we just feel comfortable No, know and Huntington, you know, fit that bill. And we looked a few places, but Huntington, or the, at least I was able to get a job up in Fort Wayne you know, before anything else. So it worked out really well. So here we are.
0: With the, uh, with the, uh, job in Chicago, uh, how did that affect your life as a Christian? Yeah, you know, politics,
1: politics can be a crazy thing. Um, even if you're not involved in broadcasting or any kind of journalism, any kind of job that you have to pay attention to it, It's so easy to get sucked in. It's so easy to want to be plugged into what's going on all the time. I want to know everything that's going on. And to an extent that used to be me, Uh, there are a couple of syndicated shows I used to like. And there was a year. So, you know, syndicated shows, three hours a day, typically Monday through Friday. There was a year I was so involved in politics that I listened to a certain show every episode the entire year. I got everyone in, which is insane and weird and strange. But that was me. So working in it, um, it's exhausting as a Christian because there is this pull of certain issues and things like that where I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say. It makes sense in my head, but uh, there's sometimes pressure to present stories in a certain way that maybe you're not a big fan of because you look at the facts one way. And you say, hey, yeah. you know, maybe we shouldn't leave this thing out or and and it's one of those things where it is it's not objective. There's not necessarily always an objective truth in right. politics. Yeah, there's a lot of interpretation. So it wasn't that we were doing anything morally wrong by putting things that, you know, in a way that we were putting them mm-hmm. because it can be interpreted that way. But I don't know that I always agreed with the interpretation. So that was it was hard for me sometimes to, you know, push forward with certain stories and things like that. That, uh, you know, I wasn't a fan of, but as the producer of the show, you're not always the boss of the show. Right. Right. So you still have to kind of do what you need to do. And also when stories come up, tragedies, those are hard to cover. Those are really hard to cover because emotions are all over the place. Both sides are yelling at each other. Meanwhile, often in tragedies, there's a lot of people who are dead and a lot of Mm -hmm. mourning people. So those are really difficult to deal with, typically speaking.
0: Yeah. Um has that has that experience strengthened your beliefs like whether political moral or uh spiritual
1: it has and what it has kind of brought me to because i've come to the realization being a person of you know i obviously a political talk radio station usually they're of the right more than they are of the left right and so i tend to lean more in that direction and you know i used to feel like when the Democrats were running everything that, oh, man, all these people on the left, these you know, people who voted for them, they're just they're just following along blindly and just saying yes to whatever. But then I realized, you know, when things changed, that the right is very much the same, that politics has become a team sport where everyone is just cheering on their team and not everyone really understands completely what's going on. And so, you know, as, as a Christian, that's really hard to just root for something and someone because it's all about the person. But if there's someone who are supposed to be completely behind and completely following and paying attention to at all times, that would be Christ. Mm -hmm. So it does turn into this weird thing where you're holding a a human up on a pedestal that they should not be up on. And when it comes to politics, ideas are different, you know, when you're talking about ideas, but not everybody does that in, in politics and political, you know, talk and stuff like that. So, uh, as a Christian, it strengthened me in helping me kind of realize what is important. What are the things that we really should be paying attention to? Are politics important? Yes. But are they the be all end all like they are for a lot of people? No, there's, there's another level to life and that is what's more important. And that's helped me kind of focus more on that, to be honest.
0: Right. There's there, there's not a right answer in politics. Sometimes. Like, sometimes, but usually not. Right. Yeah. Um, it's all opinion Yeah And then there's There's moments where You see two different ads Like two Two different uh, Candidates have Ads Bashing each other And it's Oh yeah Especially in this Past political season Yeah It One gets annoying And two You just Watch the Watch the Ads And you're like I don't like Either of these people They're both terrible <laughs>
1: No, it's it's funny because you'll have you know a candidate who, in the first commercial, the candidate who the commercial's for, they're always in bright lights and colorful, and the other one's always yeah. in grays or reds. And then Shaking the next, the,
0: hands. right?
1: And then the next commercial will be for the other candidate, and he'll be in all the light, and the next person will be all in the dark and reds yeah. and scary yeah. looking, and you yeah. know,
0: with the <laughs> deep manly voice yeah. explaining why he shouldn't be, yeah. Uh, yeah. In office. Explaining
1: how this other person wants kids to die and things like that. You know, some just ridiculous arguments that aren't true. But that's what happens in politics. Right. Are you working in radio right now? Actually, I am not. Uh, I am in IT. All right. I'm fixing people's computers, resetting passwords. And, you know, it's really exciting stuff. Uh, We could probably do a whole podcast on password resets. But, uh, you know, the big thing is after being involved in politics – for as many years as I was, having to pay attention to it 24-7. Uh, and I, and I, I reached that point where I was the executive producer of a syndicated show like I wanted to be. Uh, when I left that job, because I left it for reasons of just, it just wasn't resonating with me anymore like it used to when I right. went there, I realized if I wanted to stay in radio, I was going to have to start back at the bottom rung again, or at least close to it. I probably wasn't going to be able to start off where I was at again. Right. And I've got a wife and a kid trying to take care of them. So I decided let's take a fork in a different direction, uh, try out a different career. And I did some studying, did what I needed to do. And yeah, working in IT now, I am definitely still interested in getting back into broadcasting at some point, maybe even if it's just podcasting. I'd love to do a podcast. I'm trying to work, you know, I've been working on an idea for what would be a good show, but it's hard because there's a million podcasts out there. So if there's something you want to do, odds are there's already 10 or 15 others that do it. So you have to do
0: it better. But yeah, so we'll see where God leads me, but uh, we'll see. I'm actually trying to start my own podcast, Um, so we should probably talk later. Sure, let's do that. produce it. What else? What what would you tell a student that is in college right now? Uh, Pay attention in class
1: and put the work in because it does matter. Uh, Being someone who didn't succeed in college the first time and it took me that second time going through just just do it do the work get through it because once you're done you're going to be much happier with yourself you're going to be in a better place um, secondly I got two more items here for you uh, when you're looking for your initial job and I know you've probably heard me say this because we've talked a couple times right don't be too picky with that first job if there's a job especially if it's in the field you want to be in that you think is beneath you take it take it and if you can't get anything better take that job and work hard because people will notice that and eventually you will get out of that position you're not people have a higher look of themselves than what is sometimes the reality so people think "Oh, I've got all these skills I need to be in this higher position and maybe you have those skills but other people don't see that yet you have to give them time to see that Uh, and lastly you know, if you major in one thing and you get out and you realize I want to go do something else, whether it's after being in that field for some years or not, I, I had a lot of discouragement when I was trying to switch careers. People saying, Are you sure you can really do that? I mean, that's it's a lot of work, you know. Just do it. You know, life's too short to sit there and wonder about, you know, am I am I happy with what I'm doing? Just go out there and go for what you want. Uh and if it works out, that's awesome. But don't be discouraged sometimes because God sometimes will put up roadblocks in your life that Kind of force you in a different direction. And that's all right. But just don't sit on the sideline wishing
0: to do something different. Give it a shot. To go along with that uh, sports metaphor, don't play point guard. Or don't want to play point guard when, sh- uh, like, center is open. Right, yeah. And you can play center. Absolutely. Just Just get out on the court. That's a great metaphor. Thank you. <laughs> um... Anything else that you want to talk about? You know, other than
1: password resets, no. I think we're good, <laughs> unless you want to hear about that. <laughs> um,
0: um, that'll, that'll be an episode for next time. <laughs> thank you, Eric Getters, for joining us on this episode of Rooted. And thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to Rooted on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And remember, you can listen to Forcer Radio on 105.5 WQHU. Over the Air in Huntington, or go to the Radio FX app. And as always, stay rooted, H.U.